1: Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street.
2: Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Cantoneo with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post Nine of the New York Stock Exchange. We are waiting for remarks from the president about the banking system after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and historic moves to protect depositors, extend emergency lending relaxing terms of the discount window. Big implications for bank regulation, tech funding, and the Fed's rate path, which the market now sees with better odds of no hike uh, this month, Jim. Two, three handles to watch today. Intraday, one was the two-year, the other is the VIX.
3: Right. Look, I I think that you have to separate what's going to happen today and tomorrow by what we will be thinking about a week from now. And David and I were discussing the fact that it's very difficult for the Fed to hike. And if we knew that, uh, we would be buying a huge number of stocks that did not have any credit risk David I think you 'll agree with me that uh, there are some banks that are in trouble that haven 't been solved yet but will yeah. be solved because of what uh, what happened last night definitely but there's a lot of fear in the system and there 's a lot of fear also that the uh, right now that some of the companies that need uh, let's let's say that need these pre ipos excuse me same suit <laughs> Number of companies that need these IPOs, yes, these companies will no longer get the business. Right, right. So there are biotechs that won't, that uh, some companies won't get the business, but chiefly, chiefly, tech companies that that were relying on, on selling to these. It's uh, listen, it's a fascinating morning for any number of
1: reasons, including, as you just said, if we were operating in a vacuum right now with the move we've seen in the two year, for example, and suddenly this consensus that the Fed may be done, right. we would be up. I don't even know, Carl, percentage wise, uh, as we watch well, the president. I'm just
3: urging that panic is definitely going to be wrong. You agree? Before I get to the president, uh, for California, I
4: want to briefly speak about what's happening in Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Today, thanks to the quick action of my administration over the past few days, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Small businesses across the country the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier, knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. And their hardworking employees can breathe easier as well. Last week, when we learned of the problems of the banks, and the impact they could have on jobs of small businesses and banking systems overall, I instructed my team to act quickly to protect these interests. They've done that. They've done that. On Friday, the government regulator in charge, the FDIC, took control of Silicon Valley Bank's assets. And over the weekend, it took control of Signature Bank's assets. Treasury Secretary Yellen and a team of banking regulators have taken action, immediate action. And here are the highlights. First, all customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured. I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills and stay open for business. No losses will and I this is an important point, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Let me repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Instead, the money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund. Because of the actions of that — because of the actions that our regulators have already taken, every American should feel confident that their deposits will be there if and when they need them. Second, the management of these banks will be fired. If the bank is taken over by FDIC, the people running the bank should not work there anymore. Third, investors in the banks will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk. And when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works. And fourth, there are important questions of how these banks got into the circumstance in the first place. We must get the full accounting of what happened and why those responsible can be held accountable in my administration no one in my no one is above the law and finally we must reduce the risk of this happening again during the obama biden administration we put in place tough requirements on banks like silicon valley bank and signature bank including the dodd-frank law to make sure that the crisis we saw in 2008 would not happen again unfortunately the last administration rolled back some of these requirements I'm going to ask Congress and the banking regulators to strengthen the rules for banks to make it less likely this kind of bank failure would happen again and to protect American jobs and small businesses. Look, the bottom line is this. Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe. Your deposits are safe. Let me also assure you we will not stop at this. We'll do whatever is needed on top of all this. Let's also take a look at a moment to put the situation in a broader context. We've made strong economic progress in the past two years. We've created more than 12 million new jobs, more jobs in two years than any president has ever created in a single four-year term. Unemployment is below 4 percent for 14 straight months. Take-home pay for workers is going up, especially for lower- and middle-income workers. And we've seen record numbers of people apply to start new businesses more than 10 million of them, more than 10 million applications over the last two years starting businesses. Now we need to keep the program, this progress going. That's what swift action that my administration over the past few years is all about, protecting depositors, protecting the banking system, protecting the economic gains we've made together for the American people. Thank you, God bless you, and may God protect our troops. See you in California.
2: Mr. President, what do you know right now about why this happened? And can you assure Americans that there won't be a ripple effect? Do you expect other banks
0: to fail, Mr. President? Should all depositors be protected at all banks?
2: All right. That is the President, Uh, no questions, uh, speaking for a shorter amount of time than maybe perhaps some expected, but reiterating that depositors uh, will be protected, management to be fired, uh, investors not protected. And then again, as Gensler this morning, Jim suggested, those who are found uh, of any wrongdoing will be held accountable.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult to find someone who uh, exercised their absolute right to be able to invest anywhere on the curve uh, from from being considered... Malfeasance? Yeah, just of a bit. Right. But, you know, you I, don't, made, I want to get that off the table.
1: Silicon Valley Bank made a choice a couple of years ago with that huge influx of deposits to put it into longer dated securities that had a higher yield. I think, of course, they wish they had not reached for that extra fifty basis points, and right. we wouldn't be having this conversation. But,
3: but David, do you think a, 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 a competent bank examiner should just of said, you know, what? Well, you have a lot of risk here because you really are far too out the curve, given the fact that the Federal Reserve says it's going to keep raising rates. Yes, I think that would would potentially have been a fair point. And listen, it wasn't a big
1: secret to many in the marketplace that they did have a bond portfolio that was at least on a mark-to-market basis underwater. Of course, it was in the held to maturity portfolio where that did not have to take a hit. And obviously, if the deposits had not left, they would not have have had to. Their net interest margin would not have been looking particularly good, but ultimately they would have... Move through this. And in fact, many people want to point fingers, as you know, even at the action last week, wondering whether, in fact, given General Atlantic seemed to have been there the Wednesday right. before, based on what I've heard, was there really an opportunity for Silicon Valley Bank to have done a much better job with its advisor Goldman Sachs in terms of finding the capital it needed before this whole thing blew up? Right. Once everyone
3: knew that they were in a jam, It was unable to do the deal. The question is, did Goldman have to make it so everybody knew? And they had some time. They had some time. I'm
1: talking about what would have been two weeks from this coming Wednesday where they at least had one key investor. Could they have wall-crossed a bunch of others and gotten something done? Listen, this is all obviously looking back now. We're we're trying to look forward here in terms of what we can expect, not just today but in the week ahead. Back to our earlier point, though, Carl. I mean, we've seen an enormous shift in rates in the last – Forty-eight hours, whatever you want to call it.
3: Theoretically, it's easier to sell right now. I mean, they have to be able to get their. They can get borrow. I know. I don't. Never want to use that at par you number, know, because at par it doesn't confuse people. But they have an easier time of uh, borrowing right now uh, against their held to maturity position that is underwater, and don't have to declare the losses. They can get money from the government. But but the problem is, Carl. Uh, they will be tainted. And uh, I think that we have today runs on so many different banks that, frankly, should not have runs.
2: It's amazing uh, how much of this rhymes with prior eras we've all all been a part of. And that is, is there a stigma associated with participating in that window? And is there a way to get uh, larger, safer banks? to also play to reduce that stigma?
3: Well, I think the problem is we do have this restriction on how much concentration you could have. Like, Think about what J.P. Morgan did this weekend to help out First Republic. I mean, David, I I don't want to say that any bank would close if they didn't have the help. But J.P. Morgan conceivably would say, look, you put that bank in receivership, we'll buy it. Provided it's a WAMU situation, not a Bear Stearns situation. Right. But as I've been hearing from any number of people who
1: were, who have been involved in various conversations with the government, the government might or does perhaps want to see more consolidation, including the likes of a First Republic, but will not offer assistance. And so Mm -hmm. if you are looking at a one of these banks that is undercapitalized, at least for the current moment now, has pressure on its net interest margin because of decisions that have been made previously. You're looking at a potential asset hole or a capital hole. If you buy it, you gotta fill that up. Now, it may be worth it for certain banks because they have incredible franchise value, including uh, First Republic, without a doubt. But at the same time, you know, maybe you don't wanna take that step if the government is not willing to offer some assistance. And of course, the government assistance is helpful only when, as you say, when the FDIC takes one of these things over. Then you right. don't have to write down the assets either, which is also helpful. Um, we have to just, we just, just have to watch and wait here in terms of see what people choose to do, even though there doesn't seem to be any reason at this point, Jim, to take your deposits out of any of these
3: banks. No, but I think at the same time, because it's so easy to take your deposits out of the bank, <laughs> you, you might be inclined to say, you know what, uh, it's so great that they're guaranteeing it, but... I'm worried that anything above 250,000 might not actually be guaranteed. It's an implicit guarantee, and right. I think that we have to be responsible right here. I can tell you that there's a lot of people who I felt were irresponsible. I don't want to bother with finger pointing. That's you can you can take the whole show about finger pointing. That doesn't help anybody at home.
2: I think we'll probably get to that in time. Right. Yeah.
3: I mean, I think that you have to look at what to do today. Okay. So the market's down. Who has no credit risk and no exposure to these banks? Well, that's the drug companies who conceivably could have exposure to the clients of Silicon Valley boot and therefore not be able to do as much business. That's the tax. Who do does do the food? What does this have to do with Campbell's soup? I mean, I'm saying that if you decide that this takes down every single stock, well, there are some that will be bought tomorrow. And I don't want to say this is something you should join. The ones that we're picturing right now—I mean, you could argue—why are we picturing them? Well, because they might have enough; they might not have enough sticky deposits. Sticky meaning retail to be able to make it, so they don't need to do a capital raise. You're talking quick, about
2: now. the table, right. the right. chart that symbolist
3: yeah, published we just, yesterday, we should understand.
2: Just explaining what an outlier SIBB
3: right. was. Okay, there's a fellow by the name of Michael symbols He is indeed a friend of mine. We did go fishing together in Panama. But he does a fantastic thing called Eye of the Market, which is read by a lot of people. CNBC, by the way, on our site, we have it. They put He put together a, an actual graph that has most of the banks that we're dealing with. And what you can see is that J.P. Morgan is in phena- phenomenal shape. Yeah. Uh, Wells Fargo's in great shape. Yeah. But there are banks. What, they, what he did was look at the loans plus securities as a percentage of deposits. And what's on the far right Let's just say you don't want to be there. On the there. far right, lower. All right. Now cities on there and that's a that's a little bit um I they don't, don't have sticky deposits. Yes,
1: but it's a
3: little but misleading too. It yeah. is. Well we don't want to say it's misleading, it just happens to be the case. But right. it it's a big bank, and I don't I don't want to put it in there. But if you notice right next to it is SPNY, which yep. was closed. Yep. What
1: I wonder, Jim, is some of the other ones, a PNC well, those are the Or US ones. Bank. Are they are they are they potentially a USB in a position to acquire here? Because they it's have, still yes. unclear to me that JP Morgan, I mean, they would need the government to say, okay, we'll let you get even bigger. And of course, what has been what has happened over the last few days? Well, the big have gotten even bigger. Well, uh, bank of America and JP Morgan,
3: we don't know the numbers, but it has to be <laughs> many billions no, in a, deposits they right, have taken in. They Look, is it not in the interest of the federal government to keep community banks and smaller banks, which, of course, are the financiers of, of the small and medium-sized businesses that the House wants to and the Senate always want to protect? Uh, well, what happened this weekend is is that the money went from the companies that are regionals and in commu- in, uh, no doubt community into J.P. Morgan and a couple other banks we feel are safe. Yes. Uh Well, so that's not in the interest of our country. No. But it doesn't seem to be the case that if you have, say, $400,000 in the bank— that people are keeping that four hundred thousand. I know.
1: Although, moment. are we really going to expect that anybody who, who, who deposits more than two hundred fifty thousand is going to look in the health to maturity portfolio of every bank and go through all of their different well, no. securities? Well, Semblis would argue that any
2: VC. In fact, I wrote down the quote. It's fair to ask uh, about the underwriting discipline of VC firms that put the vast amount of their liquidity right. in banks with this risk profile. Right.
3: Then again, right. if you look at another chart that's not being featured as well, the impact of unrealized security losses on capital ratios. Again. Michael is a visionary, okay? The one that is way too low is Silicon Valley bank shares. Well, and then on the bad, on the bad is USB, which I think I trust.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Pacific West, your call. No. Pacific no, I know. PacWest is not, you know. Not right. Globalized. I mean, don't want to stop not there good. because, again—
1: we There's, as a news organization well, are not. You can see trying what the market, market is choosing to do banks. here, and you can see PacWest and Western Alliance. These are not large market cap banks. No. but
3: we'll, so WAL speak, is but
1: in the cause here. They are considered again under, now they're lumped in with this group that's undercapitalized and has pressure on its interest margins. So at the very least, you can question their earnings power, and obviously, you're going to do perhaps more than that. Right, and they
3: will, people will look at, at Schwab. You've noticed the recommendation of Schwab to an upgrade, asking whether they have too much of this. What's known as durational risk, meaning I, I, I'm going to simplify that, too, meaning they bought a lot of bonds that are government bonds, not nonsense, but government bonds. But they may have bought them at too long right. a, on the yield curve. What? Now, it would be great if they call us. But I mean, you know, the fact that SVB did not get
1: anyone to buy it, even to come in for the assets after, after it was put in receivership by the FDIC, probably not the best sign either.
3: No, but again, you know, just to make sure that people on real, uh, uh, realize, they had, they were bad on both. They, they were a really but bad. I, capital. I think there had been
1: an expectation based on again all the conversations we were all, you know, on Friday that I was having Saturday that
3: that some that somebody might show up here. Okay, the, my and, understanding and, is, and that they didn't. PNC kicked the tires. They didn't. Uh, now, is PNC used to this particular kind of fray? No. If I believe if J.P. Morgan were given uh, what's known as a WAMU kind of takeover ability, where they would not have a lot of risk, they would yeah, have done it. But although, they, they're not allowed to. No, they're not
1: allowed to because, I, I mean, a t- a, a, well, they, they shouldn't be be good. good By day. the way,
3: also, the litigation
1: that they've got, uh, both for WAMU and Bear Stearns, has certainly put them uh, in a position where do we really want serve- to go down that road
3: again? Right. I mean, that that's... We would love it. I think that the actual technical risk of buying a very good bank like, say, First Republic, uh, it, it makes it so that any bank that does it is going to be actually suspect. And I think that's a big part of the problem. It would be terrific if, if like, let's say, J.P. Morgan were, indem- were indemnified against both lawsuits and losses. But that's a toll order, too, right, David?
1: Yeah, and that— that sounds more like a bailout, which is what this administration trying is trying to
3: avoid, to avoid that or, word. Right. And they certainly did make it just clear that right now, no, no taxpayer money is involved. There will be a. And if, if the F.D. If she bails you out, there will be a levy. And, and I don't see it is not.
1: I mean, it's not as though the equity owners of this. Well, uh, they, by the way, we keep showing uh, uh, Silicon Valley Bank. It's
3: zero. It's a zero. Equity and preferred owners got um, wiped out. How is it, that a bailout?
1: It's a, it was held. So it's not going to trade again. There's um, a lot of,
3: lot of losses. And, uh,
1: and, and so, and the bondholders are obviously also at risk. So well, that's not
3: a bailout. Right. There are, I understand them to be wiped out.
2: Yeah. What about the, the broader notion that banks in aggregate are going to face enormous EPS risk as they got to be more attractive, keep people from taking out money markets. Uh, lower their fees, make their product better, expenses go up, right? That's the that's the story uh, now for gonna, 24. I'm
3: not going to disagree with that at all. Uh, do I want to own a bank stock? No, my travel trust, for instance, owns Morgan Stanley and Wells Fargo. Now, I, Morgan Stanley does not appear on, on Symbols' chart. I do not think that they have that much risk. I can't f- declare because I don't know. Uh, when it, when it comes to looking at Wells Fargo, they're one of the most overcapitalized banks in the world. But at the same time, and that's because of all the pro- re- pro- regulations they had. At the same time, do I want to be uh, buying that stock today? Eh, let, it re- let it readjust. I do think that if the federal government were to in any way say, we're going to let all these banks come in and we will, we will uh, make it so that they're indemnified uh, and we will charge banks, it's still going to lower the pH. Look, I mean, what does this have to do with the price-journeys ratio
2: <laughs> Bristol-Lyers?
3: Bristol Very little.
1: Right, so you... That, b- that Pfizer-CGEN deal may have more to do with that than this. Than <laughs> uh, don't
3: talk about opportunity today, like today <laughs> Not a just, day like this. Just talk about everything that's going to go wrong. Well, at some
1: point, we will get to what is a $43 billion takeover by, by Pfizer. Well,
3: I think that there, the, the S&P, uh, the future, is going to take down everything. And then we'll look at what is not going to have uh, any risk to the banks, but it's also gonna be, people are gonna say, wait a second, we gotta shoot first. We don't know uh, how bad HP, HPQ is gonna get hurt because the startup world has collapsed. At the same time, let's look at the biggest picture. I felt the big issue going into Wednesday was, is the Fed gonna do 50 basis points? And if that's the case, that's even more powerful than what'll happen to the banks in terms of worry about the stock market. Now the question is, will the Fed move at all? I cannot suddenly say that that's negative when I was praying for it last Wednesday. Now, David, you know that there are many more stocks that are affected by that than uh, Pacific West, say, Bank of Hawaii, Western Alliance, and First Republic. Without a doubt. But why aren't we talking about that? Why aren't we looking
1: at this? Right now we're focused on what, what, without government action, would have been an all-out crisis this morning. It's a very big systemic Without a doubt. Uh, And and the fallout still from uh, what was, without a doubt, necessary intervention by the government in terms of securing these deposits.
3: And you can't have Uh, every bank be wiped out and be bullish about Bristol-Myers. Exactly. And and I think
1: people, uh, you know, when you see, I mean, we kept saying, what's going to break? You know, even Jamie Dimon, right? We kept giving him a hard time for Hurricane Jamie, but he kept saying something's going to break.
3: Right.
2: Well, something did break. And and we're not necessarily done, are we? I mean, are you thinking about hedge funds that were... Short treasuries, for example.
3: Well, those are. Really, this is not a day for being short treasury. Certainly. Look, look. If you ask me what the single biggest risk is, we only have an implicit guarantee that other banks have been protected over two hundred fifty thousand. We need an explicit guarantee, Carl. We only have an implicit guarantee.
2: Uh, let's get to Kayla Tausi. Uh, more news, I imagine, out of Washington. Hey, Kayla.
5: Hey, Carl. Well, the president was asked whether this effectively means that all depositors in the United States have a backstop. He did not answer that question. But in those remarks earlier this hour, he sought to really drive home that message that is so important to the administration that taxpayers will bear no cost of this rescue. Here's the president earlier this hour.
4: All customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured. I want to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll, pay their bills and stay open for business. No losses, will be, and I'm, this is an important point, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers.
5: He also said that the administration would be looking at changes to regulation to make sure that this doesn't happen again, but it remains to be seen exactly how that could be done. Whether banks would be uh, would be required to hold more of their capital in cash rather than reinvesting it in treasuries because of what happened here, and whether the administration would be willing to relax that rule that prevents any bank uh, that has more than ten percent of the nation's deposits from acquiring deposits uh, through any other deal. There are three banks that qualify under that umbrella: J.P. Morgan, Chase, Bank of America, and Wells Fargo would be precluded under current rules from doing any sort of deal that would allow them to acquire more deposits. But David, as you guys rightly mentioned earlier, they have grown organically in the order of billions because of the money that has been flowing out of the very community and regional banks that the administration has been seeking to promote uh, with those regulations. Uh, And certainly that is an unintended consequence that uh, you can imagine the administration is going to try to rectify.
2: Kayla, appreciate that. We'll talk in a little bit, I'm sure. Kayla Tausche, uh, after a momentous weekend of news uh, in Washington. We'll stay on top, of course, of the fallout from SVB, keeping our eye on the curve today with the two-year. Got to 399 this morning, back to 412. Ten years still south of 3.5. Futures uh, fairly red here, and the VIX did pop above 30, now 29. Don't go away.
0: Every day.
2: We mentioned briefly before the break, SBNY Signature Bank, uh, closed by regulators on Sunday. This is now the third largest in U.S. history, uh, had made a big bet on crypto, Jim, which Barney Frank today said was the new element in all
3: of this. Well, I think there is a sense that you can't, that crypto, they don't want banks to handle crypto. Uh, now, Coinbase stock is up, and I, I think that the crypto people seem to be immune to anything. Uh, in that's somewhat counterintuitive, given the fact that you wouldn't have closed Signature if you didn't want the $240 billion that Coinbase had there to go on. But a larger theme, and David, you may go with this, is that it's pretty obvious. We don't have a TARP situation. No. But there, there may need to be a second round. What was said last night is not enough.
1: There may be. By the way, Barney Frank, a board member of this, yep. of this company, interestingly, and as Carl said, quoted in the journal uh, in a number of ways, Um, I mean, this fit the profile, though, of course, and and my understanding over the weekend was its balance sheet did not look as bad as a number of other banks in terms of real capital holes or what you looked at, but very concentrated in one particular industry, deposit base that could move, well, any deposit base these days can move very quickly. I mean, this has also changed the whole game in terms of... How people can do a run on the bank, right? And they can look at Twitter and say, "Uh "Uh-oh, that doesn't look good." There's a line at that bank. I'm getting out, and two minutes later, they're out. You don't need to call. No, but uh, but Signature did fit the profile overall, again, in 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 that sense, and so it it no longer uh, is around. It's gone, Um, and it was. My understanding is it was sort of what the government needed to feel like it had to come in. It wasn't enough to just have Silicon Valley Bank. go to the FDIC, they needed one more before they can feel comfortable coming with the programs they did to secure uninsured depositors as they have. But as you continue to say, Jim, and we've been reporting, it's still unclear whether the reverberations of the failure of Silicon Valley banking signature
3: are done. Right. Well, it, look, let's understand that I have to tell you that you have to question the examiner or something on on Silicon Valley Bank because the ratio of what they had, David, you know this, of, uh, of what of what they had in their bond portfolio is pretty shocking. At the same time, they had very few sticky assets. With those sticky assets, what you're looking for are retail assets that won't, that typically won't flee. Uh, the reason why I'm more assets concerned... Assets or deposits? Which deposit, I'm sorry Deposits. Yeah. What I'm concerned about is liabilities for the banks. What I'm concerned about is, is that when you see where all these banks are trading that you may need to have more assurance than we're getting right now from what was done uh, because there are a lot of banks that truly did not have the right mix and we're discovering that today. And there was we had a lot of balance sheet growth from 2019 to 2022. So these banks put money to work, at the, some of them at the wrong part of the yield curve. And because they did that, uh, they don't have enough capital. They have, really wildly underwater. Right. But if their deposits don't
1: flee, flee, then they have no problem. It's a circular issue. Except for Silicon Valley. Right. And you would expect that, given the government's action, that they've stopped that fleeing of deposits. Therefore, you're never going to have to sell the assets that are underwater to meet those
3: depositors' needs. But I think, Carl... Uh, what we're looking at is, is it, it's so easy to transfer money to the banks that are, quote, not in trouble, that we're going to have to deal with something which uh, says you should not move, period, end of story. And that would involve a second round. And then people are going to worry about tax pay. So it's not over. Uh, I do want to caution that if you have money in some of these banks, well, they're obviously going to punish it. We don't know which ones are which, obviously, and I also don't want to cause any run. It is easy for any of us to cause a run at this very moment. It's tragic.
2: Yeah, we saw that. Uh, saw that on Friday, right? In sharp relief. There's the opening bell and the CNBC Real Time Exchange of the Big Board. It's Ireland Inc. Celebrating annual Ireland Day, of course. St. Patty's coming up. Focused on investment connections between Ireland and the U.S. At the Nasdaq, Just Capital, a nonprofit ranking America's most just companies, breath pretty weak here, thirty-eight nineteen. Jim, um, it makes you wonder if the action in the two-year is about sort of savvy bond traders betting on the Fed or, or bank withdrawals just moving into bonds.
3: Uh, I think it's the latter. You know, I think people just realize, wait a second, I have my money in a bank. Why not just uh, own treasuries? This happened, by the way, in 2008. We saw that short end spike and people even pulled their money out of, uh, out of JP Morgan and bought the and what? Governments. Yep.
1: Wait till the debt limit crisis a few months from now and then they'll be gone, gee, I'm not sure that, about is that. Is that why the market's looking at cuts by July? <laughs> and maybe I gotta move my money back to JP Morgan and get well, paid
2: nothing.
3: That's what I did. What's uh, the title of Mayo's note? <laughs> M-? That's what you did, right? I did. The title yeah, of Mayo's note M- this M-
2: morning is uh, Goliath is winning. And he's referring not just to JPM, but to the Giants.
3: Well, I think that, yeah. Well, what's happened is is a new chart well, this is Michael Semblinski. He's a, he's the strategist from 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 uh, from JP Morgan. He has a chart of uninsured shares of customer deposits, and you, you, you know Signature was was ninety percent on uninsured share of customer deposits, uh, then Silicon Valley Bank, and then the aforementioned First Republic, right? First Republic. Yeah. Wow. And, and then after that, I, I hesitate to say which ones. But there are a lot of regions. And the only reason I hesitate to say is because there's other things that would be going on that make it so that's not a problem. But at least you understand why they had to go after SBNY, which was kind of an insane level. Now, when I look at these, I I wonder, Carl, if I'm a bank examiner and I saw the uninsured share of customer deposits, I would probably say, guys, come on, you gotta do a capital raise. That did not happen. And I think that one of the reasons why I do want to point the finger at that, only just because I've looked at these situations myself. I made a mistake myself. I'll address that this evening. uh, Where I did not realize that the uninsured share of customer deposits was so high. uh, But it is very high, and you have to understand that these banks need a second round of financing.
2: I mean, a lot, some of this was not news to regulators. Some of these supervisory reports in December were looking at unrealized losses and, and the risk it created in, in the San Francisco Fed, for example.
3: Yeah, which will we'll have to account for itself. I think that there was a false sense of security that, remember, they are treasuries and governments. They're mortgage-backed by governments. So as long as they're not junk, we're OK. And then, remember what happened. In the last, in the first, the Fed raised rates rate saying it's rates. The Fed told you to buy treasuries in 2019, remember the big spike, that you went and bought treasuries. Then the Fed decided to make it so, well, frankly, the long bond goes to zero, or close to it. And so then the banks that took it, that listened to the Fed, but not at the right part of the yield curve are now being crushed from listening to the Fed. So I think that there's a certain amount of, of belief that as long as they were buying good paper, you didn't have to worry. And that turned out to be false. And I'm just surprised the examiners weren't more concerned about the healthy maturity than they were for the available for sale. Right, but it also turned out
1: to be false because of the nature of the deposit base of certain of these banks. True. I mean, these were unique, you know, Silicon no, Valley no, Bank no, was unique.
3: No, and First Republic, but Silicon Valley Bank is such an outlier.
1: Yes, um, but they are somewhat unique in their approach, these banks, in terms of who they serve, clientele they serve, who they loan to, and, and, and so that it's not necessarily a broader indictment of so many other
3: banks. But uh, I think Fed Chair has to be saying, this is going a wildly deflationary event, yes. and in, in many ways, if the Fed got this without a crisis, they would say, okay, we've won, because there's going to be a lot of layoffs. There's obviously a lot of worry. There's not going to be a lot of spending, so I think it's worth it for j to say, you know what, maybe we wait and see. We had been saying that we didn't know the impact of these rapid rates. Well, now we're seeing it, and we don't want to be in a situation where we cause any more institutions to go under.
2: Well, the, we're in the blackout window, so we won't know whether Barkin is open to 50 the way he said he was on Friday, yeah. or if Mary Daly or Kashkari or any of the, or these hawks are still I like... I mean, again,
3: I to, mean, be, to be fair to them, they were dealing with the same information that we were is arguably They didn't not know a this was picture. coming. No.
1: Right, not a full picture. No, they didn't know it was coming. But we I mean, did. I mean,
3: Gary Cohn last night has made some very good points on our special, which they said that the Fed is very much a, Look, if Michael Semblis is aware of it, the Fed's aware of it. If he's aware of what? Aware of what the situation is. They, yeah. The only one that I'm finding, I, I, I can't find Schwab here. Right. I don't know what their situation is. I,
1: I haven't done enough reporting on it to understand it fully either. I know there was concern. We know there uh, continues to be some amorphous concern overall about.
3: We, we did but it's have some sought after franchise. We did have um, some calls on it see, on Friday. You can see
1: what's happening. I mean the stock has gotten absolutely hammered in the last two what trading
2: a, what sessions. I mean, the, 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 um, the tale on Friday was that their deposit growth had, hadn't grown nearly as much as SVBs over the since, since right. COVID let's They say.
3: do have sticky deposit, but they're apparently they have a no one has as bad a bond portfolio in terms of its uh, held the maturity and what it's worth right now right Um, it may also be that
1: they you know that that they were getting perhaps not sweeping people to money funds quickly and therefore just having balances sit there they were able to
3: take advantage of those days are over apparently they did buy right they did buy too long of bonds what I'm worried about I I think when David said those days are over what you're gonna hear from a lot of the venture capitalists who come on air today is that this is terrible Uh, they won't be able it's gonna be much harder for them to get money uh, there will have to be layoffs. Uh, they can make payroll because of what the, the Fed has done. But I think the problem is that there are going to be people who say, get out now. Things are really terrible. And I, I don't want to say that. Now people could say, well, wait a second, Jimmy, you're way too rosy. But you know, with interest rates doing what they're doing, and with the Fed maybe on hold, there are many, many stocks you would want to buy, it's just not the ones on our screen. Well, right. it's, well, sorry.
2: No, I was going to no. say. I mean, to, to Jim's point, uh, we listened to Ed Yardeni, right? Who said that the the ability of tech to get funded will be severely hampered. Yes. And that, in his words, it could be somewhat reminiscent of the dot-com implosion of uh, of the early 2000s.
3: Well, I, I, I'm not going to dispute that. It, now, in the dot-com implosion, we did have the incumbents all go down too. And if you take a look, it's very interesting. You take a look at a stock of Apple, which is really a bank, right?
1: Wasn't Ed or Denny the one who was all worried when we turned in when the year 2000? Wasn't that him who had a stock? Y2K? Software? Yeah, Y2K. Right. Okay, it takes oh, me it, back. It, I, don't, I think he was, right? Wasn't it him? Maybe who, I'm wrong.
3: I am no one to be able to say that he got that wrong <laughs> because there are many mistakes made. But I do want to point out before we like go you know, completely nuts is that the dot-com explosion actually made it so that rates went down. And we don't, we're talking about right now about companies that haven't been funded. I have continued to say that you must not buy uh, any of the newly minted companies that don't have money because they're not getting money.
1: Right. Well, and that went back to Silicon Valley Bank and the problems they faced and that those companies that they were helping to fund or certainly that were keeping their deposits there. Uh, we're running them down because they were paying and payroll true, and they right. did not have the ability to access the capital markets. I'm pointing to my left here in the platform where we've seen so many companies le- go public. Your the left past.
3: Is, is saying, but that the
1: deposit base was shrinking. That's not been the case, and so right. you know, inability to go public,
3: hence you're drawing down your deposits. That's part of what the issue is. Right. And we also, by the way, Europe is uh, the European market. If you need capital, you're probably going to come to our market because there's there's markets down bidding. We just yeah. know that when the at 11 o'clock, we know that pressure's over. But David's right. I mean, the there was a drawdown. Um, it, the venture capitals are actually pretty solid, but we don't know what they're going to let die and how many companies will not make it to the IPO. But that was the whole crisis with Silicon Valley Bank to begin with. Yes. If they wanted you to give you, you had to give them all of your deposits, apparently, which is why they had such a ridiculously high over 250. It, uh, was, a, it was a club. It right? was a club. Yeah. Now, I, um, I thought the club had survivability because it's been around for 40 years. Um, but this is a unique time.
1: In the midst of all this, guys, we do have one sector that is doing quite well this morning, and that's pharma, um, the drug. Yeah. And that leads us to what would otherwise have been one of our leads today, which is an enormous deal. Pfizer, Uh, I like the headline on their press release, Pfizer, Pfizer invests $43 billion to battle cancer.
3: Uh. All right, PR people, you're earning your money today. Well, it's an interesting one. CGen does have unique formulations for cancers. They are buying CGen. Of course, this is
1: a name you may recall from some time back because Merck had been in talks to purchase the company. But the antitrust implications of that deal got in the way. Uh, The idea that Merck would, at the very least, need to perhaps pursue some divestitures to satisfy regulators on the antitrust front prevented Merck ultimately from getting to the finish line. Enter Pfizer and a willingness to do so. And at a higher price than it, we would have so that Merck, Merck gets, was willing to pay. Merck makes a little money on this, right? Um, yeah, but I, you know, for Pfizer, it's sort of that need to fill what their CEO has talked about in the past is a $25 billion hole by 2030 in sales. This from drugs that are going off patent, and therefore reducing in sales so Borla has said listen we want to make up that by 20 2031 additional 25 billion in sales this will go towards doing that only 2.2 billion in sales for 2023 so we are talking about a 20 multiple to revenues right now right but if they do, but that, they do something... see them getting to 10 billion Jim by
3: right. 2030 well they they've got some formulations which people believe uh, could solve the most difficult cancers.
1: Moderna says the same. In terms yes, of, this, uh, this ADC technology, which like, kind of brings the payload, so to speak, you know, specifically where it's needed and has less lesser side effects right, is a key. Borla is going it to be joining be. us later oh, in the, good. It in the morning. It could be for
3: brain cancer, kidney cancers, some really abstruse cancers that have nothing.
1: Um, right. You may have seen some of the other stats associated with it. Let me share one more, which is This may be the largest deal in history for a company that has never earned money, never turned a profit. Now, we've had deals, larger deals for companies that lost money ultimately, but had made money previously. This is the largest deal that's ever, largest number that's ever been paid for a company that has never made a profit.
3: Remember we were, remember Pharmacia? Yeah. Remember the, no, the, uh, what was
1: the, Pharmacia was, but that was like an 11, $12 billion deal. Right, yeah.
3: Right. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Now, the diabetes uh, drug, which, of course, yes. then became a then, huge it, yeah. thing for Gilead. Uh, right. We've
3: just got the uh, a note from uh, Schwab. Schwab, yeah. Not diabetes, excuse no, me. It no, was hep C. Hep C. No, but that was all right. Yes. Uh, Cornette asks, okay, so the headline in this one, unlike that one. What do we got? Schwab, what do we well, got? Uh, SWAB puts out a very normal SWAB reports monthly activity highlights. Oh, uh, but they do say uh, SWAB's business continued to perform exceptionally well. Client bank sweep cash flows in February were about five billion dollars lower than January. eighty uh, percent of their total bu- uh, bank deposits fall within the FDIC insurance limits. Oh, of course. We wish it were hundred, but it isn't.
1: Eighty and, percent of our total bank deposits fall within the FDIC insurance limits. Right. Among the five highest top ratios of the top hundred banks. Right.
3: Okay. And they believe they have upwards of $8 billion in potential retail CDs, and more importantly, $100 billion. They have access to significant liquidity, including an nest $100 billion of cash. What they're saying is, is something, David, you know that if you have to say you don't have a problem... We know that typically Wall Street skeptical and says they do, which is why I think the stocks. Right, they go dropped. on to say
1: their bank's loan to deposit ratio is about 10 percent, and nearly all the loans are over collateralized by first lien mortgages or securities. Again, these oh. are the loans, or you know, this is related to the unrealized losses in what we've been t- talking about—the held-to-maturity portfolio. Remember, banks typically right. have two ones available for sale. That means you got to keep it marked where the where it would be sold at any given moment. The other is held to maturity, which means you don't need to market where unless you were to actually sell it, right. you don't need to market. So if you bought it here, it stays there even if the value is declined.
3: But well, now Schwab stock has been hauled. Yep. Uh, I understand. Um, but I. They did need to come out with something to try to reassure to. the market. They had to. Um, you know, it, it is going to be. Unclear whether to, it will work, but to, the say, release. It's hard to see if it will work or not. Uh, but I do think, again, if we say it doesn't work
1: well, and then it's our fault. The point Schwab is making is the point that many other banks would have liked to have made as well. And they do this at the end of their press release here. They say focusing attention on unrealized losses within the held to maturity portfolio has two logical flaws. First, the securities will mature at par. That is true. If you hold them, uh, they will ultimately pay out. And they say, given our significant access to other sources of liquidity, there's very little chance that we would need to sell them prior to maturity. They also go on to say that by looking at unrealized losses in the holds of maturity securities but not doing the same for traditional banks' loan portfolios, the analysis penalizes firms like Schwab right. that in fact have a higher quality, more liquid, and more transparent balance sheet. And again, I'm quoting from this release from Schwab that we we just received a few moments ago. Yeah,
3: what are you hearing about the cost of borrowing that banks will ha- have if they go and deal with get their get it par the held to maturity value at par rather than where it is? I'm not following the question. Well, I mean, you know, you got to go to the you have to go to the FDIC. You have, well, you have to borrow. I mean, on. you're talking about the new facility, yeah, that's been put in
1: place that you can pledge your government securities yes. against. I'd like You're going to gonna know. get 100 cents in on the dollar. No,
3: but how much you have to there's a loan involved. What are they paying on yeah. it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that and, I did. You, know, you know what? This is kind of like the first SNL crisis where they had the same problem. They were trying to figure out how to deal with the mismatch uh, of what banks own, SNL's own versus uh, how much they need to put up. So, I, I think there's always a negotiation. I think that the banks that are selling down may be selling down because they want to buy other banks, maybe selling down because there's a flight to quality. Uh, but I do think that in a few days it does calm down as we realize that th- there will be a lot of banks that just get the borrow from the Fed. They have time to do it, there's no need. To, for any of the banks on that list to do a deal today and raise capital, but people are saying that that probably will happen. You know that there's no shotgun to these guys' heads right now. No. Not, not well, again. No, there is a shotgun. No, know, there's longer they term. They next know, we'll see, year. We'll see if day day first, Re- first Republic gets bought this week. That's a tough one. Um, it's a much coveted franchise, but again, no bank, Carl, wants to be able to say, look, I'll buy that. They want it, the bank to be declared. Uh, bankrupt, which fit, which they're not, and then they want guarantees because of what happened that was so wrong. Now, that, by the way, that's the Washington mutual. That was done and was very successful. I think people otherwise, you know, if you're J.P. Morgan, you say, okay, let me just watch this unfold. Yeah.
2: Meanwhile, uh, the rest of the street looking at other sectors, um, and I would argue in large part reporting minimal exposure. For example, J.P. Morgan looking at big tech right. uh, with minimal exposure to SVB. Although we're, we're going to watch Roblox, I assume, right? And yeah,
3: well, they'll be able to get their money Roku. out because they are particularly with that bank. Now they're going to get their money, though, yeah, right? But so. don't, don't you think it's odd that Mark Zuckerberg takes another whack? At the, more people, at the employee base. Maybe as much as $1.1 billion in savings, and his stocks down three bucks. Meta. That's a mistake.
1: You you continue to think he should be rewarded by these continued focus on efficiency, as he likes to Can call I it. Use
3: another word besides rewarded. How about the, that his bank, his not No, company his company, up. not his bank. Yeah, because I don't want to like <laughs> you're rewarded for whacking people, and that's gonna, yes, David, I think, you know, that comes out as still one more headline. I do do think that there, that was a radical action, Carl, and if that didn't, we would be talking if it weren't for the, obviously, well, that's like, how was the play Mrs. Lincoln, but there is a a particular uh, decision by Zuckerberg to be as probable as possible. And for his stock to go down today, is really more of a function of people being fearful of everything. Right. Uh, other
2: other stories we would mention otherwise, in a different aim at today with a big buyback and a div hike.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, here you have the problem of well, is the president going to say we can't sell? Uh, we can't sell very good capital equipment to China. Applied uh, Materials has a big business in China. Land Research was downgraded this morning, you know, saying that things don't look so good in 2024. Uh, I want to hear what the president says about what, where they're going next. I, I, remember, NVIDIA a week from today reveals, uh, Jensen Wong reveals uh, what his uh, long-term vision is. David, I, j- I had to mention Jensen Wong because it's almost ten o'clock.
2: Well, it's a day that ends in Y, so we got to mention Jensen Wong.
3: I am glad you did, and I'm uh, even on a day like today,
1: I would expect Nvidia to come out of your mouth. I can't believe it didn't oh, until the forty nine minute you mark of the be show. You
3: Nvidia. You're one week away from Da Vinci talking to us about what's going to happen. Listen,
1: that's not going to be an
3: unimportant uh, oh, like, uh, uh, a speech.
1: We should be focused on it. Uh, Again, any other day, I'd I'd have us talking about AI, and I will again very soon because it's everywhere. GM GM today, this
2: interview with uh, Reuters and the GM vice president who's working with Microsoft to install ChatGPT in new models. And I think the quote is, it's going to be in everything, ChatGPT. I I
3: think that's fair. That'll be in everything. But we got to remember, there is a hit to... The cost of funding can go up for everyone. Yes. Uh, we don't know whether that, whether JP Morgan could eventually be uh, hurt on uh, net interest margins. Could be, although they don't have to pay anything. They're like, you could pay us to be here in, the, it's really interesting. in our fortress balance sheet. It's really sheet. interesting that JP Morgan is like JP Morgan.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you, want a, you, want a, you want a bank? You, you can pay us.
3: Just give it, us a little something. You want to solve the problem right now? You just say, listen, you know we're willing to have concentration to go up to 15%, and we're against what Alexander Hamlin predicted. Well, I mean, Hamlin. Many other
1: countries do have far fewer banks. They've got the giant bank. Right. I mean, look at Canada. What, have they got two national champions? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah.
2: Why can't we be like them? <laughs> the Canadians. We do have the Dell positive, uh, 70 there points. There uh, Thanks in large part to some defensive names, Amgen, Procter, McDonald's, IBM, Coke all leading the list.
3: I think a lot of people who work at per- First Republic are drinking a lot of coke in a few hours.
2: <laughs> There's a reminder that you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Days like today remind you how much value is Multiple embedded. memos
3: last night, yeah, multiple. I, I, I'm well aware. Thank you. Uh,
2: as the S&P down about nine, don't go anywhere. What's on the horizon
0: for financial markets?
3: Let's get to gym and stop trading. Yeah, I, let me just talk about what people are buying. Um, they're buying Eli Lilly. The stock's up big, and that's because there's an upgrade from Wells Fargo. Talking about now, uh, the risk of maybe not doing well in its Alzheimer uh, formulation is now in the stock. But what's not in the stock is that Monjaro, which is the diabetes and weight loss drug. Uh, weight loss has not been approved yet. Uh, it's just a matter of time. If you get the weight loss. Then that's what I have been saying is makes it the biggest possible biggest drug of all time. Take it once a month; uh, it will be covered by insurance. I believe the doctors do not have approval yet to write the script, but diet, but if we all believe that obesity is the single biggest cause of death, then Munjaro, i don't want to say that it ends obesity—but you lose 15 percent of your body mass, both muscle and fat, if you take it.
2: Yeah, you've been talking about it for quite some time.
3: It's now. well, I mean, we can't lose weight. It's hard. You can't lose weight through dieting. But this is a this makes you like everything less. Including alcohol. Mm. be helpful too. Right? Oh no, they're doing a test for that too, for alcoholism. That's why I say the biggest drug of all time. Yeah. And they stumbled on it it's really a diabetes drug. And you know, David Ricks knows you can't talk about the CEO. Can't talk about it yet because the FDA hasn't approved it for that yet, but they will.
2: Uh, Definitely watching it. Jim's going to stick around this morning as we uh, monitor more reaction to the fallout from SVB. Dow up 46, financials down about three and a half uh, on S&P. Don't go anywhere. You've been
1: listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast.